Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. It is a new week and we are following a new person. Today, we are going to be following Tim Ferriss. So let's talk a little bit about Tim and who he is. And then once we go over his morning routine a little bit, I'm going to head into the kitchen to make chili. So this is also going to be a cooking stream uh, because I'm going to go over his morning routine and then I'm going to go make chili in the kitchen. It's going to be great. I have my chili. You already have your chili. Okay, I'm gonna make homemade chili because while it's a, while Tim Ferriss eats canned chili, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna modify this and make homemade chili and share it with Tyler because that sounds like a more a, a more fulfilling way to live my life. Aaron made chili while I was working out. Oh teamwork. wow, look at that teamwork! Yeah, there we go. Teamwork makes the meme work. By teamwork, I mean I was doing something for myself and she was doing something for us. So. So she was doing teamwork. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we were doing teamwork. Like if I'm if I'm sexy, she gets to have a sexy boyfriend. So maybe that's teamwork. Maybe that's teamwork. Yeah. I mean, I can't I can't say definitely if it's teamwork or not. I gotta put this hat on. I'm either wet or sweaty from the shower. I can't tell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whew. So this is Tim Ferriss's morning routine, guys. So for Tim Ferriss. We are reading his book called The 4-Hour Workweek, um, and we're going to try to work as few hours this week as possible. We're just I not going to work. I'm, all my clients are pissed except Savvy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I have, like, work I have to do. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, ugh. And then Tim Ferriss would be like, thinking that I'm narrow-minded and I'm not going to join the new rich and all of that. He has all these weird ideas. So... For Tim Ferriss week, what we're going to do, I'm going to go over his morning routine. We are going to try to work as few hours as possible. We're going to read the four-hour work week and review it later this week and talk about what the book says because it's wild. And then one of we're actually going to do one of the things he talks about in his book, which is this idea that... Um, Our journal needs a fan. I'm just sorry to cut you off, but our journal should like be cut in a way where it can also second as a fan. That's a brilliant idea, dude. That's so smart. I know. I just, I found a problem and I and I thought of a solution. That's amazing. You're yeah. That's that's innovation right there. <laughs> um, nervous eat this yeah, chili so while I'm sweating. <laughs> in in his book, he talks about how everyone can reach out to famous people and get in contact with famous people if they try hard enough, and he has this whole method for like how he'll he likes to reach out to someone famous one if they respond or he'll he'll ask them in every email he'll ask them uh like an interesting philosophical question about their work i won't ask them for anything so he's a clout chaser basically so, so he'll ask this week should be clout chasing yeah we're gonna clout chase but we gotta do it his way which is like it, we have to have at least three email exchanges with someone way more famous than us so it has to be Hey, Logan Paul, look at my dick. Yeah, I mean, we can reach out to Logan Paul if you want. We can ask him an interesting philosophical question. And then after that, if they respond to that, then you continue the you continue talking about their work and asking them questions and things like that without asking for anything for yourself. You just continue a conversation. Then when you get to the third email, you can invite them onto your podcast. That's That's Tim's method. So I think we should try it. Um, I think we should try it this week with... Uh, I mean, he's not wrong. If you go 
if you go into a conversation trying to get something out of it, you're never going to, or not never, you're rarely going to succeed. That's why those bots are all about the quantity. Um, when they're, when they're selling, they, they try and reach out to like 10,000 accounts, hoping to close on 1% or or like half a percent. So if you, if you go into something looking for, thank you so much. If you go into something looking for, uh, what you can get, you're rarely, I, I would say less than 1% of the time going to succeed. So he's not wrong there. Yeah. So I guess we just got to do it because that's his whole thing is you just got to do it. So just gotta do it. I, I can't say it. Like, it. I just, I can't say it like Tommy Wise. So just do it, man. Just, just, just do, gotta it. do it. Just, just, just do it. I, I'm, I'm really loving disaster artist. You are right. It's so much better than the, like the movie was really entertaining, but I think the movie's problem was almost that it felt like it was both Tommy's story and Greg's story when it's yeah. not, it's Greg's story. And it's really important to get Greg's insight because the movie made Greg seem like an idiot. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what I was trying to say with the, with the, like, I like the movie too. I think it's hilarious. It's entertaining. It's really like, funny. I think the movie's great. Like it's so fun to watch and it just makes me laugh. But like the book is like the book, like just hits you like on a, on a deeper level, you know, it just makes you question everything you understand about capitalism and the American dream. At like, least I can understand. And I agree with you on that. And I'm just, I'm happy I'm happy that Greg seems like a real person in the book because he didn't seem like he seemed like the dumbest teenager in the movie where he's like, yo, I'll totally just move to LA with this guy, no reservations whatsoever and, and start my life. And, and this movie looks, Context, I mean, it, y'all we're talking about the disaster artist. Y'all should read it. Yeah. I mean, disaster artist is better capitalism than Tim Ferriss. So read it. Um, yeah. But no, I, I just wanted to share that with you because I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm so glad. It's one of my favorite books of all time. I even, like, Tyler even read the whole thing, and he doesn't normally read that many books. See, we have we have similar taste in books. We just don't have similar taste in movies because you think Holiday is good. Yeah, I think movies is the only thing we disagree on. And Which music. Which is wild because we both... Well, the, no. our taste in music is just that I like everything and you like only some things. Uh... Yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I tend to like a lot. You know what it is? Our taste, I think our taste in music is the same until we get to like electronic music. Okay, that's fair. Because I'm not that big into that genre. I've tried a number of times. I'm not that not big, that big into, into electronic it. music either. I mean, I like some electronic. I mean, I mostly just like Daft Punk and a few yeah. other. I, I have like a few other electronic bands that I'm really, really into, but I don't like, I don't have that much of the genre as a whole that I spend time learning about. I was trying to make it more vague than it really is. I think we have the same taste in music until it comes to Daft Punk. Because <laughs> I think that's the only, like, I even like Planet Booty. I think, I think Daft Punk. Oh, is you like only, Planet Booty? All right. Yeah. I like, I think Daft Punk is the only thing we just like, we disagree on, which is fine. Cause I feel like that's one, like, I think they're popular enough where they can, they, they can, have a fine legacy without me. <laughs> yeah, I understand. It's a punch-up kind of thing. Yeah, it's that like, I'm not saying Planet Booty is small, but disliking Daft Punk and disliking Planet Booty would be two different things. Oh, it's totally different. It's totally different. And I like yeah. Planet Booty. So if I'm you had so to, glad you like Planet Booty. I was going to say, would you rather I like Planet Booty or Daft Punk? Probably Planet Booty because they're still together, so we can go see them at some point. And one of them you want to tattoo on your booty, the other you don't. Yeah, I mean, I would get a Daft Punk tattoo, but not on my butt. You could have them jousting. You could have Planet Booty joust. Like, you could have, like, that <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, a Knight's Tale arena. Yeah. <laughs> no, Planet Booty is, like, directly influenced by Daft Punk. There's no there's no animosity there. Yeah, but there would be animosity on your butt. 
Yeah, so y'all, I'm going to get a butt tattoo. Uh, that'll be fun. Okay, so Tim Ferriss follows the same routine every morning to maximize his productivity, which is uh, an interesting article title because so does everybody. That's the whole premise of our show. Um, it's Mike Super Short Show. I'm so careful not to, like, I used to do the okay sign, but I know the okay sign has been, like, co-opted by white supremacists, and I don't Has want it really, to... or was that just a rumor that 4chan made? I don't up? want it ever taken out of context, okay. so I'm just, like, straight up throwing zeros now instead of okays. Okay. Mike, super short, sh I look now like I'm jerking off the camera. Right, no, that's, that's <laughs> why I think, yeah, that's why I think you shouldn't do that, because, yeah, oh, so, oh my god, guys, I moved two couches yesterday, and now my, I, like, hurt my wrist so bad, I've been having trouble typing, this sucks, I was gonna try to do some hand movements, and I'm like, ow, Cooking chili in a few minutes is going to be hard. We'll see. Do it with your mouth. Just stir with your mouth. <laughs> no. that, that would be that, that would be funny. That, 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 would, that would be a challenge. You can make it a challenge video. Make chili with your mouth. <laughs> Put your hands behind your back. Flap your wings. Chili's good. Chili's really not that bad for breakfast. I'm liking this a lot more than I thought I would. Okay, so here we go. I mean, I'll eat my chili once I make my chili, which will be in a few minutes. I need to go set up in the kitchen, and I'll have to dip out of the podcast to go to the kitchen. Um, yeah, Katie, thanks for giving me the actual advice. I all right, so, you. well, I didn't start with making my bed. Tim makes his bed first thing. I didn't do that because when I got out of bed, Tyler was still in it. and I. You just got to do it. I, I just got to do it. You just got to do it. I should just make the bed with another person still in it. Nothing wrong where, with that. Where are you from? New Orleans. <laughs> where? New Orleans. Louisiana. Biggie. I can't even do his fucking accent. <laughs> Trying to do the Tommy Wiseau accent. <laughs> Dude, we should get him on our podcast. That would be Dude, like the I ultimate. I mean, okay. I tried to bring Tommy Wiseau to a college party with me one time. That was a fun story. He didn't he didn't show up, but this was when I was a freshman in college. I thought I would immediately set my social status as the coolest person ever if I was the person to bring Tommy Wiseau to a I'm party with me. I'm adding this to our dream journal. Yeah, so I I went to a Tommy Wiseau the room screening and at the end of the screening I went up to meet him and take a picture with him, which I still have, but he my face looks weird in the picture because right before the camera went off he put his hand in front of my face and then removed it. It was very strange. But you anyway, mean he just acted like Tommy <laughs> <laughs> And then I asked Tommy, I was like, hey, Tommy, do you want to come to a party with me? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And then he just didn't show up. And then he was like, uh, and then uh, Greg was there and he was like, you just got to get us a cab. And I was like, okay. So I called them a cab. And then they just went somewhere else. <laughs> no, they, the cab just eventually left. And they just like, I got a call from the people who were um, like, working with them and they were like they actually just went back to the hotel oh <laughs> i i no, I'm, I'm really happy i'm reading the disaster artist because it's making me feel like greg might actually be a genius savvy
Am I still going? Am I still going? Okay, sweet. I'm still going. So I'll just entertain y'all until Savvy gets back. Um, hey, y'all. So I'm thoroughly enjoying Disaster Artist. I'm thoroughly enjoying chili for breakfast. I didn't think I would. Um, this is cool. So I guess this is all my stream now. And you know what sucks? I'm very clearly glistening because a hot shower after a hot workout, going to hot food with an apartment that's AC just does not work, um, makes you hot, believe it or not. And I don't mean like the good kind of hot. I mean the the hot where you, you just sweat through your clothing. So I'm trying to drink all this water and I can't get a refill now because Savvy's not here. So y'all won't be entertained. And I don't have pants on because it's so hot in this apartment. So I really am just debating to just embrace the hot, embrace the heat, sweat more, eat this chili, drink this coffee, get awake, or pace myself and down this water and filibuster until Savvy gets back. Kitty said filibuster. So yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Got a filibuster in this fucking hot shirt y'all oh god this apartment sucks i wish the ac worked um anyway how were y'all weekends what were you up to did anyone make it to the uh the stream with savannah savvy and myself on saturday where we played the sims and if you did not y'all should check out savannah's tiktok she just made one x savannah x marie x savvy is back making chili hey y'all i don't know what just happened my computer just shut down like in the middle of us talking i'm a little concerned my my desktop computer's been having some issues and now how I'm cool worried. does savvy look how cool does oh, Savvy look? I look cool in my kitchen. Where I'm wearing our merch. Plug the merch, because if if I'm looking so cool, you got you two can look exactly the same if you go to our merch store. Check out our tech talk, your morning guru. Check out our Reddit, your r slash your morning guru. Check out our Instagram, your morning guru. We're pretty easy to find everywhere. You're more where your morning guru. And to answer your question, Marie, I mostly just wear underwear and nothing else all day. I have to put on one or the other when I go on camera. Marvel at the air ducts. Okay, word, you're funny. Embrace the pantslessness. Dude, pantslessness is, I prefer shirtlessness because my upper body gets hotter than my lower body. Like when I'm cold, if I heat up my upper body, I'm solid. I don't need to really worry about my, my lower body. I'm one of those obnoxious guys that can wear like a giant winter jacket and shorts and be just fine. Um, so I definitely prefer when I'm hot to cool off my upper body. I kind of wish I had a giant bra with two fans inside of it that would just constantly blow cold air at my chest. That is such a good idea. Y'all, we're chopping onions as uh, Joseph. Joseph is here talking about the onions. As he says, onions don't care about your feelings. Onions are like Ben Shapiro because they don't care about my feelings. They just make me cry whenever they feel like it. Ashley with the actual advice. I appreciate you, Ashley. All right. Let's see. I'm trying to maintain the fact that I have headphones while I'm cutting an onion. Um, Y'all, Ashley in the pot. was the costume designer for Rocky Horror. Made fantastic costume pieces. Had by far the hardest job because actors did not want to wear them. Also, tell a cast of like horny theater kids not to have sex in the costumes. Like they were actually <laughs> able to accomplish that, and I am so impressed by that. Um, Was so, that a normal thing at your school that theater kids had sex in the costumes? I don't know. 
because you didn't have sex in the costumes. You I like to think they, I like to think they didn't, but I do think that. I mean, come on. Okay, I have a question for you. Hierarchy of horniness. Like, where do theater kids go and where do band kids go? I don't know. I have never had sex in a theater costume. However, I did have sex backstage before our high school's production of Sweeney Todd. Jesus Christ, Savvy. <laughs> what? Did you, did you, did you, did you, like, what, what about Sweeney Todd turned you on so Oh, much? it was, okay, so it was the fact that, um, so this was senior year, and my, one of my friends was directing it, and he had this obsession with this old-timey theater that was nearby, so we went to this, uh, we got to perform it at that theater, and it was the theater where a cult movie had been filmed. So we thought it like Tyler and I were like, Oh, how wild would it be if we had sex in this theater where this cult movie was filmed? So we went into a storage room during the mic check. Has that, neither of us were, neither of us were acting in it. We were, we were doing like the lights and the microphones. So did the spirit of that cult movie, like enter your relationship from that point forward? You know what? I never really thought about it. Like, I feel like, Places where you're intimate can enter the relationship. So that's why people who like have sex in haunted houses, you know, inevitably see demons and die. Yeah. Which I never understood. Can I just say, I don't understand demon hunters. Like best case scenario is you find nothing and your life remains the exact same. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm putting ground beef into this pot. But yeah, I, I don't know, dude. Um, I was a theater kid and a band kid. I wasn't, I didn't have that high of a horniness level in high school though, but that's because in high school you're like a child. So that could be why. Um, in high school, it's like a three letter word that makes you giggle. As, yeah. you get, as you get older, you realize that, you know, you have a more sophisticated sense of humor reserved for poop. <laughs> All right, putting ground beef in the pot. There we go. I'm gonna get that, get that cooking so that the, the juices come out of that. Oh, Kelly might be right. Tech kids might be like the the most, uh, I don't know, active. I disagree with that. I don't know. Based on my experiences, I would disagree with that. Queen of Spade. I used to stop at the rest stop and have sex every time we go home. Wow. Wow. Lot of, wild, dude. lot of adventurous people in the chat. Yeah, look at you guys. Ashley was a theater and band kid, both in high school and college. So Ashley got Ashley was full Hannah Montana, getting the best of both worlds. All right, y'all, chopping an onion. This onion is not going to care about my feelings. Speaking of things that don't care about my feelings, I have a new video about Ben Shapiro coming out today at 11 Central on my channel. I'm a donkey, Shrek. I'm a donkey. <laughs> yeah, so how are we going to... I had to get Tommy Wiseau on our stream because we, we have to clout chase in, or, in honor of the Tim Ferriss wheel. Yes, so we are riding the Tim Ferriss wheel this week. We, know we are riding it hard. Yes. We have to clout chase. So, okay, let's make a list of people that we're going to reach out to this week to try to get on our podcast. But in the first email, we won't tell them that. Yeah, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna type it so I can send it to you easier. I'll add it to our cancel Sean Boston culture note, and maybe I can share this note with you. Okay, so Tim Ferriss wheel clout chase week. Obviously, Tommy. Why so? And Greg Sestero. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we should 
We should try for Gary V. We, we should, should we should hit him hard because we haven't done his week yet. What if we do? What if we aim for Tim Ferriss? Dude, let's try to get Tim Ferriss on our podcast. Why not? Because then we can be like, look, we're following your method, Tim. Hey, Tim, we just started our podcast. We're trying. We're take. We're reading your book. We're taking your advice. We're reaching out to people who are infinitely more successful than us. Tell us how you are so successful doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, we should come up with like a deep question based on specifically what he said. Because like we want to make it clear we read the book and stuff like that, you know. So we could be like, "What are your thoughts on something?" You know, what's something we should ask everyone? What are your thoughts on this thing? I mean, I think we should just stick oh, with our. We, yeah, like, what are your thoughts on it? Is it better to learn from your enemies or your friends or something? Is it like better that? to learn from your enemies? I mean, that, that's like a good one to actually ask. Uh, we could also ask, like, what are his thoughts on how Canada has mistreated First Nation? Um, just to get super political off the bat. Sure, we could do that too. And to drag Canada into this. Look at Savvy and the 10X Me Daddy hat too. <laughs> 10x me daddy let's i mean let's try to get let's let's reach out to grant cardone and ask him questions about i've tried um, every time i reach out to him it's an automated message trying to sell oh uh, grant yeah he's he's in constant like i'm gonna sell right. you something mode one sec y'all putting the onions in the pot in the wise words of grant cardone if you want to do business with me do business with me buy my book RK just has to take shots at me here in Canada. I'm not taking shots at you. I'm taking shots at Canada and Canadians. So I guess, I guess, yeah, there's some like trickle down economics of shots going on right here. Dude, I would love Grant Cardone. I think he'd be a fantastic interview um, because we could say anything to him and he would just take the conversation and run with it. First Nation people are treated like garbage here. My husband technically is one. His family has the card. He won't get one though because of how people are treated. Yeah, no, I um, I actually, so I'm not that in tune with what's going on. I only started researching a few years ago when Gore Downey was putting on his last concert and he was calling out uh, Trudeau for uh, not honoring the promises that he made. So that was why I started my research in that. All right. So this Rest in peace, Gore Downey. I'm going to put three pounds of ground beef and two whole onions in this. I want to have chili that lasts all week and more ogres are not like cakes <laughs> we are like onions <laughs> okay, honestly cooking early in the morning is helping me wake up my body was so tired from like just from being sore from moving the couches my body was so tired from existing so tired <laughs> and, I had, from existing. And, I had to exist. and then i went to go cook some chili and now everything's better that's my morning routine get the fuck out of bed and cook chili my body is a question mark, so I'm always in an existential crisis. Yeah, I mean, that's relatable. Oh, that was directly meant for that you. That was directly meant for me and my twisty spine. So so it, it wasn't just relatable. You you were my intended audience. Oh, here, I thought you were I thought you were talking about yourself and, like, having bad posture. But no, you were talking I, I about have, me. I make, my, I make my bed and stay, I, I lobster posture. Yeah, lobster you got the lobster that's posture. Nice Dude, Jordan Peterson. Okay, this just goes back to the whole, and I know that this is Tim Ferriss week, but you're much further in the book than I am because you bought I'm it. I'm not and that I far not. in the book. I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still towards the beginning. He talks a whole lot about nothing at the beginning, like every guru does. 
But before we keep talking about him and his nothingness, I'm going to pull up Jordan Peterson's latest tweet because yeah. what a fucking little clown. Like, Jordan where is Peterson is a clown. Where, where, where is it? I'm looking for it right now. He was oh, talking there's about the onions are getting to me. Hold up. So, Hold up. oh, one second. Yeah, Ashley, it's chilly every morning this week. Um, Kitty, I actually am eating. Uh, no, it's not vegan because there is cheese in it, but I'm eating veggie chili. We have beyond ground beef in it. Chili is never truly leftovers. It's just marinating in flavors. That's, okay, word. Okay. Okay. I see you. I see you. Um, I'm going to wait for Savvy before I talk about clown. Um, Ashley, you followed me. Thank you. Or I'm on our account. You followed us. You're a morning guru. You're a morning guru on Reddit, TikTok, uh, Twitter. Uh, yeah, I guess we have a Facebook group, but we're not really going to add to that that often. Uh, the main ones we add to are TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and um, Reddit. We add to Reddit probably the most. Come on, Savvy, get back. I got to answer this fucking call. Please get back already. Please get back already. Please get back already. Please get back already, Savvy. Come on. Uh, I'm going to have to call him back. I'm, 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 I'm carrying such a load right now. Savs, come on. Come on, Savs. Come on. You can do it. You can do it, Savs. You can do it. And I'm just not going to shut up because we're on a podcast. Uh, and I missed the call. Okay, I got to call him back. Um, so let's talk about Tim Ferriss wheel while we can. Because this is a guru that Savvy's going to have to take the lead on. I have not read his book because I could not get his book at my library and I don't know if I want to spend money on him yet. You're back. Fantastic. I'm back. Sorry. The onion, the <laughs> onion was getting to me. Now I'm going to put the, another package of ground beef in and then I'm going to cut another onion. Be right back. Okay. So I'm going to, I, uh, it's, ah, shit, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. Okay, I mean, I'm back now, and I'm back. Uh -huh. Um, Tim Ferriss, I haven't gotten into him yet, and then. And then we're uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm really excited for Gary V Week. Uh, Gary V. Back to this onion. Oh, you are muted. Um, anyway, so y'all, I am, uh, I'm on the second onion, cutting this onion up and then going to add that to the rest of the ground beef that I just put in. And I put in some chili powder, you know, cause it's chili. Gotta have the chili powder to make it chili. Otherwise it's just like a bowl of beef and vegetables. So cutting up this onion, gonna get that in there. And then I'm gonna have the rest of the beef cooking, the, let the onion juices come out real good. And then... Okay, yeah, I assumed RK was muted to take a call. That was my assumption. Okay, cool, good to know. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I have 
I refuse to get wireless headphones because I just like, I don't like wireless anything. I don't like having to charge things. I hate having to charge my phone enough as it is. So <laughs> I have to be plugged in. Holy uh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's up? You're fine. <laughs> Nothing. Well, a hedge fund is playing games with a, with, with, with a stock. And thankfully I said to sell out of it last week. And I was just trying to figure out where, where to move profits. Um, oh, okay. That makes and sense. For some reason, it was an emergency. I, I wish all emergencies were, hey, we're up 15% and now we have an <laughs> Great. Well, talk for a second because I got to put this onion in before it makes me cry. Okay. Cry away, Savvy. Cry away. <laughs> Let's all watch Savvy cry real quick. Um, RK, be careful or he will get over four hours. Uh, um, I'm four, over four hours this morning. <laughs> well, not, not actually, but I, I wake up at six every morning. <laughs> um, let's do this. So Ash is making three bean chili tonight for dinner. I support it. Uh, yeah, I, okay. I'm going back a little bit and I hear my echo. So this fucking sucks. Okay. RK, I'm going back to RK is Okay. RK that eye roll. Here have a other book called The Four Hour Chef Savvy RK Struggling a Big Vegetarian Meatloaf Solid. Uh, this is making me die of laughter. Just so you know, you're welcome. Ever check out Queen of Spades Nice Guy video where she just attacks the R slash Night Guy crowd with their Nice Guy starter kit. This is a great way to promote your YouTube channel. We're all here for the real time experience. RK, don't worry. Thank you, Kelly. Kelly, you're so sweet, and I agree with you on Tech Kids. Queen of Spade cheering me on after I shit all over Canada, so I appreciate your uh, your undying support. You need to have some guru clips on standby to cover when you need to step away. That's actually not a bad idea, but may maybe maybe cooking on the podcast stream is, is not a repeat in the future because I rely on Savvy so much more than she relies on me. Uh, keep cutting out RK. Yeah, yeah, that was. I can't have a work call on a publicly aired podcast. It might count as marketing. I'll get in trouble with Finra. Uh, and I don't want to violate any client's confidentiality. Uh, Savvy RK has had to take calls. Yeah, he keeps meeting on a call. Bowl of veggie. Yep, okay. And I'm, I'm almost caught up now. Weird how it was happening. Marie, you should make chili tonight. Bluetooth headphones every day. I wish my Bluetooth headphones were consistent because then I wouldn't be sweating into these. Be careful. Yeah, okay, now I'm almost caught up. That was fun watching RK multitask. I suck at multitasking. The juggling RK. Yeah, I'm a fucking jester. And yeah, queen. Okay, all caught up all caught up so now let's talk about journaling my favorite activity because i have been thoroughly enjoying the dear diary passover stream with savvy and savannah they both practiced lucid dreaming oh and savannah has a really fantastic other scissor hand tattoo on her arm Anyone else here? Our, love sim stream, our sim stream on saturday night was so fun we're gonna do that again this week um don't forget to follow Savvy Writes Books on Twitch because we're playing The Sims on Twitch. How many people are making chili tonight? Dude, I just have been wanting to drink this coffee since the stream started. And I've been too hot to touch it. And I think this time I just embrace the heat and fucking do it. Uh, so for what Queen of Spade was asking, Tim Ferriss does journal. He does, like, he does all the same morning routine stuff as everyone does. Did you meditate today? I did not. Because so we both failed. We both failed at meditating. I got to meditate. Yeah, he does like, uh, yeah, oh yeah, I stopped sharing his thing because my computer shut down randomly. But it was like, so he wakes up, makes his bed, works out, meditates, journals, drinks some tea, and eats some chili. That's his morning. That's a good morning. I mean, shit, like, 
Uh, Sammy, if you were stupidly rich, would you would you change everything you're doing? Would you just eat chili all day and not do anything else? No, if I were stupidly rich, I would um, spend all of my time writing books and trying to expand Forever Home Friends. Like, my only reason for wanting money is so that I can pursue goals harder. Who like, in I, the chat is like savvy and prefers fame over money? Yeah, fame over money all day. Because I'm savvy and I are completely different on this front. I would much rather be wildly wealthy and not exist on social media and live in the park and play chess with the birds or play chess with people and feed the birds. Either works. S yeah. Savvy and Savannah are fantastic together. If Savannah ever wanted to take my spot on the stream, I'd understand. <sighs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. We got three in my corner. Savvy sucks. This is now RK stream. I'm with you. Four people in my corner. Let's all pile on Savvy. Let's all tell her that she's wrong. Five, this is fantastic. Savvy is going to get destroyed on the stream. No, Joseph, why would you waste money on fame? All fame guarantees is that someone's going to dig up an old tweet where you said something that has is now wrong. Plus, if I ever wanted to get famous, I'd just the money to do it. Look, uh, you've missed. We're having a conversation on would you rather be famous or wealthy? Because... Y'all know I'm pretty open about my ultimate dream. I just want to own a repurposed lighthouse and play chess all day. All right, I'm going to let that just like simmer for a little hey, bit. Yeah, the entire chat is in my corner. What? They all pick the, the entire chat is in my corner. Money over fame. How does it feel uh, to be alone I, on your I, island <laughs> of fame in your empty vlog squad house? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, I, I just, I would always, like, I'm driven by attention. That's the only currency that matters to me. I'm driven by attention. So I would rather have attention all the time than have money all the time. Absolutely. I, I will have the amendment where I think I'd rather, like, if I had to pick any kind of fame, I would want, like, I would want, like, cult classic fame. Well, I think we're going to achieve that with Cancel Sean Boston. Like, I, I definitely would not want... A-list celebrity status whatsoever. Um, but if I were famous, and this is going to sound bad because I don't mean that kind of midnight, but if I were like a midnight screening famous, I'd be very happy. Well, I, I mean, I feel like, I feel like Cancel Sean Boston's going to be a cult classic in its own way. Because like, even though I think it's going to be, a, a, I think it's a genuinely good book, but it's, it's not like, it's not, it's not high literature, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of goofy and it's kind of a weird parody of 2020. So I think, I think we'll achieve cult classic status with that. Yeah. I mean, you're the Greg to my Tommy. Absolutely. I don't know about that. Am I the Greg to your Tommy? I don't Tommy? know about that. I don't know. I think we, I think we both embody both of them at different times because the, the, again, this is what I really appreciate about our friendship is that we're very like, one of us will come up with an idea for something and the other one will be like, yeah, let's do it. Queen of Spade might be in your corner. She's driven by attention, but she needs more money. Yeah. I mean, money is a necessity. So like the thing is I only want money for as far as like it's necessary. Beyond that, like, I don't have any desire to be super rich. My only desire is to, you know, 
well, pursue all the things I want to pursue, but also, um, yeah, attention is really important. I'm going to pour this bean juice out. See, so, Kitty, I'm with you on wanting to be famous for something meaningful, which is why I really like Seth Godin's marketing tips, because he's all about not pursuing attention. Um, the questions you should, you should not be asking are, how do I get noticed? The questions you should be asking is, how can I build a culture? Um, and with that culture, you gain the attention that you, that you deserve. Uh, so it, it also plays on the cliche of you get a lot further dropping die in a swimming pool than die in an ocean. Um, and it's true. It, it also, uh, what's his face? Two chains, two chains blew up that way. Uh, two chains became wildly famous and successful, not by trying to be the biggest rap star on the planet, but by trying to be the biggest rap star in one club in Atlanta. And then he moved on to two clubs and then four clubs and then eight clubs. And then he took over Atlanta. And then once you take over Atlanta as a rap artist, then you slowly take over the South. And then once you take over the South, you take over the rest of the country. And then once you take over America, you take over the world. I know that's an American centric point of view, but when it comes to entertainment, the world is pretty American centric. It's not, it's not fair. I know there's plenty, plenty of brilliant artists all over the world. I personally love South African hip hop, but I'm just saying as far as mainstream, uh, entertainment success is concerned, uh, it tends to be centered around America. So that, that that's how two chains blew up. And it, it, it definitely fits the model of be the biggest fish in a small pond and then be the biggest fish in another small pond and keep growing. Yeah, it is. We moved from Canada to Holly. Yeah. I mean, look at all, I, I, there was this really funny uh, Reddit, not Reddit. It was, it was a Buzzfeed uh, post where it was like, all of your favorite American movie stars are Canadian. And it was just going through every like top actor in the States uh, that, that is actually Canadian, like both the Ryans, um, Brendan Fraser, who obviously is fantastic and ever, everyone loves Brendan Fraser. Who here loves Brendan Fraser? I, I was talking to quite a few people who were like, <laughs> I, I, I love their, their posts because they, they, they were all about the memes. And I remember this really popular meme in this group chat where it was a, uh, all the girls in my class's first crush, and it was Leonardo DiCaprio on the Titanic, and then it was my first crush, and it was Brendan Fraser and the Mummy. We have Montreal and Toronto, which are big cities for acting culture. But then, one, I mean, I know Toronto Film Festival is huge. Um, what's Vancouver like? Do, is, is Vancouver an entertainment hub or no? Uh, Brendan Fraser is amazing and pure, and I love him. I really want to see uh, what is it, Doom Patrol, on HBO that he stars in. That looks hilarious. Um, Yes. Okay. Sweet. I'm glad I'm not alone. I think Brendan Fraser is fantastic. I, I I absolutely love him. I do remember my one regret of a Brendan Fraser movie was I was supposed to go see what was it called? Um, I was supposed to go see it was it was a Chris Rock movie, uh, where, where he died and he comes back to life as a wealthy old white man. And instead of seeing Down to Earth, I'm supposed to see Down to Earth, and I ended up seeing Monkey Bone. And I was super young, and Monkey Bone gave me nightmares, and I regretted it, and I wish I saw Down to Earth at that time. <laughs> But you know what? Monkey bone stuck in my head. Vancouver is, yes. BC is the other place where we all become famous. Yeah. I mean, I just know BC is incredibly expensive, rains a lot, and has beautiful skiing. When I was younger, I would have so many fame fantasies, but that was not because I wanted life to be famous. I, I mean, here's the thing. Do we want to be famous or do we want to be adored? Because those are two different things. Like, I, I know people say fame is a two-sided coin, but I, I don't think it is. I think fame is just attention and you can get that for positive and negative attention and you're still famous. And if you embrace fame 
you have to accept both realities. And I don't know if we, if people, I can't say, I don't know if people, cause I can't speak for them, but when someone says that they want to be famous, I'm curious if they mean, do they want to be famous or do they want to be universally adored? Cause those are two incredibly different things. Oh, dude, you have fantastically unique taste in men, but I love Matthew Lillard. Um, Matthew, L Matthew Lillard is brilliant. He's also, he's also such an underrated actor. He's so fucking talented. Um, and I, I know like he, he was not underrated a couple decades ago when he was at the height of his popularity, but the fact that he is not still that popular, because like, you don't just lose the ability to act. Um, but so Matthew, Ron Perlman, I mean, I don't know too much of him. I just know Hellboy. Uh, Brendan Fraser, I fucking love. Michael Rooker. <laughs> no, because you get hated and be famous. Matthew Lillard is the hottest man in the world. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I definitely love Matthew Lillard, though. Lillard is a huge nerd, too. He has company. Dude, you know who else is a huge nerd? Uh, Vin Diesel. I think everyone do that. Uh, nice to be likable by the right people. I hear you on that. I mean, th I mean th well, that, that's sort of why I'm wondering when people say if they want to be famous, if they just want to be loved or not, because that goes back to what we were talking about before on, is it better to be loved or to be famous? Or is it better to be big or to be a big fish in a small pond? Because if you're a big fish in a small pond, I think it's it's a lot more feasible to be loved by everyone in that small pond. Like you can know them all on a first name basis. You can invite them all over for drinks when we're out in the midst of a pandemic. Um, so I do think that there is something to be said about achieving fame in small communities um, if you want to grow a brand. I love SLC Punk. That is my favorite Matthew Lillard movie, and it's in my top 10 movies of all time. My top movies of all time. It always changes. My top three tend to be about the same, though. It's Stand By Me, Days and Confused, and Little Miss Sunshine. Um, up there also, though, for honorable mentions are obviously SLC Punk and School of Rock. Uh, I think I prefer to be influential rather than famous. Okay, so... Ginger, can you explain more on what you mean, the difference between influential and the fame? Because I, I I would probably say those are synonyms, but I'm not sure. I want to hear why you think they're different. Um, oh, yeah, he was, another he was, can of beans. He was also shaggy. Uh, the rate, yeah, he's he's fantastic. His range is fantastic. Um, Queen of Spain, what are you talking about with hackers? I'm losing track of that. One second. I didn't realize it was him in The Descendants. I have a crush on Vince Vaughn and my husband makes fun of me for that. And um, my Matthew Lillard crush. Oh, and Ben Affleck, I'm all over the place. <laughs> Dude, you are all over the place. That is that is a wonderful combination of them. Uh, is Vince Vaughn a physical attraction or are you just like into his, his humor? Cause I could definitely see someone falling in love with the jokes someone tells. Um, and I think Vince Vaughn is fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, you take it. Um, so I, I think Vince Vaughn is fucking hilarious. Uh, have you seen Don't Talk to Irene? I have not seen Don't Talk to Irene. No. Um, what's it on? I'll take a look. I would love to watch. I'm always looking for new movies. I watched the first episode of the new Mighty Duck show. I think being positive, open, honest is a good influence. That's what I aim for. I mean, that's good. That sort of goes back to what we always talk about. Um, oh, God, I'm so fucking hot. Whew. I think that goes back to what we always talk about though, of like, can you write down your core principles? Um, I think that honesty is a fantastic core principle. Um, it's a really difficult one to always stand by. I mean, I even jokingly say I lie to my friends uh, and tell them that they're fantastic constantly. Um, <laughs> which is funny because I know the negative twist on that is that it, you risk being a sycophant. Um, I just think it's being a proud support, like a proud mother. 
that, that's the vibes I go for with my friends. Uh, both he is sexy and just fucking hilarious. We would just rant all day together. Fair enough. Um, as far as like the duo is concerned, I, I, I think Owen Wilson's more attractive than Vince Vaughn, but you do you. Uh, yeah, I definitely don't have a type either. My attraction is very broad spectrum, including gender. Beautiful. Jennifer Anderson is the sexiest woman in the world. I mean, I don't know. I, I've always thought Natalie Boardman's the most beautiful woman in the world, but I think Jennifer Anderson's ability to consume so much water that she found the fountain of youth is a pretty impressive. I think influential will be I have a positive impact on culture, but I don't need my name uh, stamped on it. Okay, so so influence influence does not require attention, is what you're saying, or, or influence is still famous. Then it just might not be famous in uh, the mainstream it's it's famous in in you want to be fame you, you want to be influential among among influential people you you want to be well known among the people that can actually create change no problem okay. um i guess that's a question of fame versus legacy there too like is it more important to have a legacy in the long run after you die or is it more important to achieve recognition while you're alive um and that's actually that's a much more difficult question than uh, the mm -hmm. quick answers that I've sometimes gotten for it in the past because my oh, response to someone who says legacy, and it's not that I shit on legacy because I think legacy is a beautiful thing, mm -hmm. uh, but it's what if there's no afterlife? Like you're not going to reap any of the legacy. Right, that's you what know. I'm saying. Like, on, like I, no one knows for sure if there's an afterlife. So honestly, I'd rather be recognized for my work in my lifetime and be forgotten after death rather than be recognized for my work after death and get nothing during life because I might just have no concept of it if death is just nothingness. Yeah, so I, th I think that, that, ans that the answer to that question does require a deep honesty and some reflection. It's probably not a question that someone should answer immediately because um, if you could guarantee the results of your answer, would you truly be happy if you picked legacy and then you were uh, not respected while you were alive or would you be truly happy if you picked uh, fame and then you were not remembered after you died? That's a good question, but here, look at these green onions. I don't fucking care about your green onions, Savvy. I'm gonna put my green onions in the chili pot. I don't fucking care about your chili pot, Savvy. You care about my chili pot. Yeah, I care about her chili pot, whatever. She's gone now. Y'all, just talk shit about Savvy. Um, I have a theory that we never die, we just keep waking up. I mean, that's a good theory and I love it. And I, I, there's an infinite amount of theories on what happens after we die, but we can't guarantee it. Um, which is why it goes back to the question of legacy versus fame, adulation, like adulation while you're alive and res or respect after you die. Um, because neither is wrong. I mean, I mean, to say to say that legacy, to, to say that the pursuit of legacy is wrong, uh, completely ignores the impact of, the, of those who created massive change and didn't reap the benefits uh, of the change that they instigated that we now uh, take for granted today. Uh, Amy, the recipe is pretty simple for, for chili. I, I mean, I don't know about savvies, but this one's just a uh, chili sauce, uh, corn, beans, beyond beef, tomato sauce, and uh, in a pressure cooker. All this chili pot talk has the peeps in the chili pot song from A Good Place in my head. Uh, what's, I don't remember that. Uh, and I, 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 it's been a while since I watched The Good Place. That's a fantastic show though. I love that show. It's a, it's a clever show too. I, I have a lot of respect for a show that um, dives into philosophy 
as much as that one does. You can make chili so many ways. Yeah, I mean, the th good thing about chili is you you can you 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 can do whatever. Like, it, it's pretty easy to make. You just dump a bunch of shit in a pot and cook it. And as long as it has a, 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 a like a sauce base um, and and spice powder in it, it's it's gonna be a show. Uh, yeah, the good place is fantastic. Anyone who hasn't seen it yet, check it out on Netflix. I'm actually trying to rewatch it in Spanish, uh, just because I want to learn Spanish. And I feel feel like everyone I've spoken to says that you'll learn faster if you watch shows that you that you've seen before in in another language. Uh, so it's, I'm trying I'm trying to do that now, which is fun. Uh, they, 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 they all don't translate well to Spanish. I mean, they do, but they don't. Like, it's, it's not that they don't translate well. It's that I, uh, they have such distinct voices as, the, as, their, um, as their English actors or English-speaking actors um, that it's bizarre to hear, uh, like, Ted, Ted Danson speak and it not be Ted Danson. I, yeah, Ch Chidi is fantastic. This is why I love soaps in English and Spanish. Yeah. Uh, tel tel uh, tel telenovelas, they... they also make the best memes and the best gifts. Dude, I'm so fucking hot. I just want to like do a Tony Robbins ice bath right now. Like Jesus fucking Christ, y'all. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, so we were talking about fame and adulation. Uh, while, while Savvy is just cooking and, do, and doing her cooking dance, I feel really bad now for every time that I have to take a phone call during the stream because this is tough to do alone. <laughs> um, but as far as like fame is concerned, I don't know. I think I used to put a lot more emphasis on it when I was younger. Um, not I think, I know I used to put a lot more emphasis on it when I was younger. And when I look back on it, I don't know, I kind of, I, I don't want to say I hate my younger self because I want to give him a, the benefit of the doubt, but he definitely, so for one, I think when I look back at myself in my past, my, I think my biggest mistake was arrogance, um, without a doubt. I definitely thought I knew a lot more than I actually did. Um, I fell into that trap and I thought I was like the smartest person in every room, which was a huge mistake. Um, that was probably my, my top mistake. Um, and with that, I thought that I also deserved the fame that came with that. So that was probably looking back on it. My big mistake growing up that I've, that I've learned from, um, and why I don't actively chase fame anymore. Cause it's also just, I look back on it and I cringe. It's, it's, it's a pretty pathetic look. I mean, cloud chasing is a pretty pathetic look. Um, you get a lot more fulfillment from, from, and a lot more growth when you pursue tasks that then people can respect. And then you find the recognition from that, than to just chase fame itself. And I think that's one problem too, not problem per se. Cause again, it's not a problem when people are famous for being famous. It's just a, it's a reality. And, um, it's a priority for some, and I didn't like it when it was a priority for me. Um, but I can say it's a lot more fulfilling to get attention for something that you just enjoy doing without seeking attention than it is to seek attention. And then even when you finally get it, it just, it does, it never feels like it's enough because I think the one big mistake too, when you're chasing that fame is that uh, you forget about the people who end up following you uh, because it's almost like it's that you check off a box. They're following you now. They don't matter anymore once they start following you. Um, all that matters is the next person. And it's something I definitely see with gurus because for them, it's not about the money they have. It's about the money they don't have. Um, every single, every single dollar they have is now theirs. Um, and it's no, and those dollars don't matter anymore. It's all about the dollars that they don't have. And now they're going to actively pursue those. Yeah. I, I mean, we were kind of talking about this yesterday, like 
when we were doing the cancel Sean Boston editing stream yesterday morning and we were talking about how like our subreddit was got up to 10 people that day. It's up to 12 now, which is awesome. But it was just cool to like, as I feel like, so, you know, we, we've both grown our individual YouTube channels to about 10,000. I just hit 13,000 last night, which was cool. But we both Congratulations. Grown, oh, thank you. We, just, we both had grown our YouTube channels to, you know, a lot of people. And when it's at that number, it's like you get to a point where you don't think about, like, you don't know the, the individual. It's like, oh, you know, maybe I gained 20 subscribers today. That's cool. But you don't know who they are individually. And it's hard to sometimes think about how each one of those people was an individual person who made the choice to click the subscribe button. So it was cool when we were looking at the subreddit and it was like, oh, we're up to seven people. What? And it's just thinking like, dude, seven people clicked on our link and clicked the join the subreddit button like individually. Every single one of those people wanted to be in our subreddit community. Like that's exciting. And it's just cool to remember it on an individual level again. It, it is cool to remember that. Um, I don't even know if it's to remember. It's just it's just cool to acknowledge the fact that I mean we talked about it yesterday too. The other thing that we like about subreddit, oh, not subreddit, about Reddit, is neither of us have really used it in the past. I know you have used it, and you actually had a one post that went relatively viral on Reddit. Um, I had this, a few. Yeah, I posted. I used to post on anti MLM, and I would I would uh, post about my stories and things on there. And yeah. so for you, for one, you were an anti MLM on Reddit, and now you're growing an anti MLM channel. I know it's not the entire channel. But yeah, I never one, connected my channel to my Reddit account, though. It's not even under my name, so it wasn't related. But, still, but it's, 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 not, it's, not that it, it's not that it spurred growth. It's yeah. that it made you a bit more of a knowledgeable force in the community. So, yeah, like, you yeah. were able to bring that knowledge to your team. You weren't actively seeking, seeking the fame and attention. You were bringing information, and that brought you attention. Um, with yeah, Reddit, exactly. what I really like about it is if you use it, to engage in a community, it is rewarding because you do benefit from the knowledge of a community and the camaraderie of a community. And I almost view every single subscriber on Reddit to equal one actual subscriber. Whereas when you look at a social media like Instagram, every single follower on Instagram represents more like a third of a follower. And right. then the other two thirds are like, I hope you follow me back because I want the attention and I deserve it more than you. Right, yeah, because on on Inst yeah on Instagram, there's a lot of like follow for follow, and on Twitter, like I have three thousand followers on Twitter, but I don't I don't think most of them actually engage with me. I don't think like and that's the thing is I follow people on Twitter just because they have like writer in their bio or something because it's like oh I want to see more book related and writing related tweets, so I just follow a bunch of people just to be part of the community. When in reality, it's not really thinking that much about the individuals that you're following. So it's a little different than like on Reddit. It's like, that is a specific reason that people followed that and it's fairly anonymous. So it's not like people are following it to try to get any kind of attention. It's just a really good measure, I think, of like what's, what's actually, what community you actually have. Exactly, and I, that's why I like it. I like, I like the aspect that we are building or attempting to build, which is why we had that phone call on Saturday, a culture or a community. For those of you who weren't, who didn't hear yet, we do have, we wrote a mission statement on Saturday. We did I love our mission statement? Uh, which is pretty cool. So we have a few. We, we have a few things. The culture that we're trying to build is a chill, judge-free zone where you can open yourself up to new ideas, including the ideas of people you dislike and downright despise. Our driving force is curiosity. We can never stop questioning what we know and what experts tell us because the moment you stop, the, you stop is the moment you stop learning. So I'm going to quickly pause before I get into the mission statement and just say that that right there 
is something we learned from Jordan Peterson. Now we didn't learn from what he's practicing. We learned from the opposite of what he's doing, but we still yeah, learn from him. I think it was interesting because I was writing out what we learned from each week so that like if we do write a book about this experience, we could make each chapter like from this week, this we did this and learn this kind of thing. But I realized that from Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan, we learned the same thing, but we learned it the, in the opposite way. Like we learned from Jordan Peterson, you know, what he was not doing. And that was like kind of what was uh, hurting him versus in Joe Rogan's case, he is practicing constant curiosity over being an authority on something. And that's the, that's the way we want to approach it instead. So it's cool that we did those weeks back to back because we kind of saw someone who had given up on that versus someone who practices it all the time. And then our mission statement, and I agree with you completely because it, I think that really solidified uh, yeah. the lesson, uh, is your morning guru sparks a dialogue around the lessons and actions of popular internet creators and weigh their positive and negative consequences on those who follow them. Each week we find one positive takeaway for our show because it's important to remember you can learn from anyone, including those you oppose. Yes, and I think that's important. I think has cancel culture gone too far? It's phrase it like a clickbait thing, but no, like just in general, there's kind of such a, a thing on the internet about like curating spaces and cutting out people who are problematic and whatever. And, you know, to an extent I agree with, you know, you want, you, you don't want people who are going to actively harass you to be in your space and things like that, obviously. But I think that there's also, it becomes too easy to make sure you are only listening to people who are already who you agree with. So by us intentionally seeking out people that we have issues with and trying to emulate them, see what there is to learn versus what there is to criticize. And it's kind of an interesting way to try to learn something new. So I'd recommend it. Yeah. I mean, I'm thoroughly enjoying, like I'm enjoying diving into the worlds of these gurus, even the ones yeah. that like we can laugh about, uh, like Tony Robbins is a, like, he, He's like the I, one person I don't think we learned anything from. I don't want to say love him or hate him because I, I don't think you should love him. But he's still, he's still an interesting individual. He's still oh, fascinating. Super interesting. And he like, he's like one of the biggest names probably in the self-help world. Like people, like he's he's like the guru that people think of as like the, the person. Like, oh, like. He's a guru's guru. Absolutely, yeah. And, and he's, I mean, him getting called out is also relatively new. Yeah, it is, honestly, because um, I remember when I first made a video, like when Monica and I first started making videos about him, like, oh, a little over a year ago, our first comments were people being like, oh, no, are we? is Tony Robbins going to be awful? Like, I was always a big fan of his. What are you guys about to expose? And then at the end, people were like, oh, God, he actually is awful, isn't he? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. The for him is relatively new. Yeah. And I mean, he's it's probably not going to grow that much, but he, he's still a, he like, he's still a fascinating individual. I mean, I, th I think the most fascinating person we dove into was, was actually I think the most fascinating person we dove into was Joe Rogan. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, well, that's the thing is I could live my life like him. Like his life is just like talking to interesting people all the time. I could do that. Like, I love that. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of the goal for our show. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we want to have, and I guess before, because I, I, I'm waiting on this nine o'clock call now. I don't know if they're actually going to call or not. Um, and, but yeah, before I, I have, head out in a minute and before I have to go, um, if you can still talk, I think yeah. it would be nice to talk with our current viewers on who we should reach out to this week. So I have yeah, Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero and Gary V and Tim Ferriss. 
Yep. So tell us in the chat who you think we should be reaching out to. Who, who should, should we be cloud chasing? Yeah, who should we build a relationship with before eventually asking them to come on this show? Who <laughs> should Savvy send cleavage picks to to get their attention? I mean, I'm willing to do that. For the clout. <laughs> For the clout, absolutely. Um, Joe Rogan. Yeah, why didn't we think of Joe Rogan? It's Queen of Spades say Joe Rogan. Let's reach out to Joe Rogan. Let's put him on our list. Like, I, I mean, I will obviously reach out to him. Uh, and we have Tim Ferriss too. But maybe I just like almost thought Joe, like Tim Ferriss, I feel like since he only works four hours a week, we actually have a shot with um, But Joe Rogan, he's like constantly working. And when he's not working, he's he's traveling to watch UFC every week. Like Joseph says Tim Sales, dude. I mean, I'll try. Tim Sales, I have been trying. Well, because so small. Tim, well, Tim Sales has less subscribers than RK and I individually do on each of our channels. So he's not that big. And um, I could try right now. So for those of you who don't know the context, Tim Sales is a pro MLM network marketing guru type of guy that Antibot and I got in a comment war with him this past November because he used my face in his thumbnail. So we were in a big comment war with him and he kept telling us, I have evidence of a multi-level marketing company where 70% of people make over $50,000 a year. And we were like, cool, where's the proof of that? And he was like, I, I can't make the statements public until late May or till late March. It's like late March, I can make it public. So both of us, as well as other people have been tweeting at him being like, Tim, it's late March now. Where Where is the statement that you said was going to happen? We all set reminders for this. And he's just been blocking everyone who asks. So I don't think he actually has these numbers. I think he was lying. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a safe assumption. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I, I I wrote Tim Sales down. I'm probably not going to reach out Tim to him. Tim Sales owes me evidence. He owes me <laughs> evidence. I think Antibot's emailing him. She was emailing him to reach out to see if he could just send us the evidence. But doubt she's heard back. <laughs> like, I, I don't count him as a like. He He's almost clout chasing us. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not, it's not saying that we're big. It's just saying, like. He's, he's not big. I mean, he used my face in his thumbnail. Yeah, so... Um, my face was... <laughs> then he deleted it after we got in a fight. So who, who else y'all think? I mean, I'm just going to quickly add some 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 other names real quick, like, uh, like Keemstar. Go All right, yeah, let's to Keemstar. Um, Queen of Spade. Oh, you're saying you adore Antibot, genetically modified skeptic. Um. I thought you were saying to reach out to them, and I was like, I don't want to fuck up Savvy's friendship. <laughs> I don't think I'd be fucking up our friendship. We already collab with them. Uh, uh, yeah, re 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 reach out to Taylor and say, hey, I want to clout chase you this week. Can I clout chase you? Can I clout chase you this week? Can I, can I clout chase you and your husband? subscribers more than I do, so I think that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, flatter her. Build that friendship up on flattery. <laughs> yeah, let's reach out to Jeffree Star. Why not? Jeffrey Starr, you need help burying a body? Uh, dude, let's reach out to Shane. Let's, let's, let's reach out to David Dobrick while his David, stock is at an all-time low. Reach out to Shane Dawson. Do it. Shane Dawson. He doesn't seem to be planning any kind of comeback. Okay, so here, here's my side. I, I have a question for the chat now. <laughs> Shane Charles. Uh, we, we, we can lure him here with the promise of talking to a 14-year-old. Um, as far as uh, 
As far as, uh, yeah, I just went full Ethan Klein right there. Um, oh, you did. Reach out to Ethan Klein. Put him on our list. Yeah, I will reach out to Ethan Klein. I'll say, hey, you want to come on our show and talk shit about uh, <laughs> James Charles? Uh, so it's, it, I totally forgot what I was even going to say. <laughs> oh, sorry. I <laughs> oh, I remember. Because Queen of Spades said David Dobrik. As far as David Dobrik is concerned, do y'all think that sponsoring David Dobrik content now is a good investment because applying the logic of stocks and crypto to influencers, would you not be buying on the dip right now? Because I think Logan Paul proved comebacks happen. Like he he was at the lowest of the rock bottoms. He was he was lower than bikini Logan bottom. Paul on our list, right? Yeah, I have Logan Paul on our oh, list. Okay. And, and Logan Paul went from like laughing stock problem child of the internet to darling in two years. So you could make the argument that investing in David Dobrik now and just being like, hey, I'm going to sponsor your content is buying like Amazon at an all-time low. And in two years, he's going to pay you like a hundred X. That's assuming that if you if you sponsor his videos, like if he's making videos right now that aren't getting many views and you could pay a low price for them right now for the sponsorship, that's assuming that the video he's making is going to be a, a topic that will get views in the future after his comeback. Because otherwise, if it's like a time-sensitive video, you'll just you, your ad won't get that many views either. No, the assumption I, I had is you maintain a good relationship with him and therefore you get a low sponsorship uh, price in the future. We would continue with the low sponsorship price. Well. Because you were there with him from the from when he was at his lowest point. Well, potentially. That's interesting. Yeah, and I'm not telling anyone to go out there and sponsor David Dobrik. I'm just asking about like if buying on the dips applies to influencers. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't know. Yeah, what do you guys think about that? Maybe we could try it out. <laughs> No, we can't try it. I'm not gonna try it out right now. My um, hello. What I pay for? To, I I am trying to sponsor some YouTubers right now. So anyone out there, the only rule is you have to have at least twice as many subscribers as me. So um, are you heading out? Cool. See you tomorrow. All right, guys. I'm gonna finish up the stream here. Let's start by showing the chili. Uh, one second. Let me get it off the stove. Oh, I just remember it's not good on podcasts. So hold on. Let me, let me show you this. Uh, look at that chili. Look how good that looks. Look at that delicious chili I made today. That's just wonderful. Thank you all for being here for that. So tomorrow morning, um, Oh, by the way, feel free while while we while I wrap up the stream. That was good. I just knocked my laptop off the counter. Y'all, I am such a mess. I'm glad you stick with me through all of this. I appreciate all of your patience. Anyway, <laughs> this is why I do everything at the desktop computer. I am so clumsy. This is I should not be allowed to have a laptop. Um, one second, this is unstable. Okay, so y'all let me know in the chat more um, famous people that you think we should reach out to this week. Um, and we will start our reach out process probably tomorrow. Tomorrow on the show, we are going to have Gail back. If you guys remember Gail from last Friday, um, she is a musician. She wrote the dog song. Everybody loves the dog song with all the cute dogs. She has a new song that she wants to talk about, and I think she's going to perform it. So it's going to be really exciting. So we're going to have Gail back tomorrow. We're going to have some other podcast guests on this week to talk about 
you know, various things to have our intentional meetings, like Grant Cardone said. Uh, I'm going to try my best to work as few hours this week as possible. After the stream tomorrow, I might just take the whole day off. Why not? Because I didn't take any of the weekend off. Might as well. Um, so, yeah, let me know, you guys, if you have any other um, suggestions for famous people we should reach out to. You could also post them in our subreddit. Just if anyone forgot, hold up, I'll pull up the subreddit. We've got reddit.com slash your morning guru. Oh, sorry, I forgot the r slash. <laughs> How could I forget that? r slash, there we go. Okay, so uh, join our subreddit here. There it is. So you can join our subreddit and maybe we'll make a post for suggestions but if you guys have anything you want to send us if you have any like memes you want to share if you have any suggestions for famous people we should reach out to to try to you know clout chase <laughs> to try to build a relationship with and then eventually interview then please uh send them to the reddit or dm them to us or just talk to us about them because we're all friends here this is still a pretty small channel um but yeah, Kelly says that was dramatic. Glad you were the computer. Okay, dude, I was so scared for a second there because I've been having technology has not been kind to me lately. I've been having a bad time with it. So yeah, definitely let us know about that. Um, we want to do as many of those this week as possible. Um, yeah, so join us again tomorrow at the same time. Uh, if you want to see me again before then, I have a video premiering on my channel in two hours at 11 a.m. Uh, central time. So two hours from now, it's me. It's, it's a drunk Ben Shapiro video. I slowed Ben Shapiro down and made him sound drunk while he talked to me about why he thinks gay people have no benefit to society. So it's 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 going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun where uh, <laughs> we talk to drunk Ben Shapiro. Uh, for those of you who I accidentally clickbaited, Ben Shapiro himself is not really coming on my channel. That is a dream. Oh, dude, we need to reach out to Ben Shapiro. Holy shit. How did I not think of that? Let me just message RK that real quick. Uh, I'm just going to text him Ben Shapiro and see if he knows what I mean by that. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we reach out to Ben Shapiro uh, <laughs> and see if we can get him on our show eventually. We're going to be reaching out to so many famous people this week. Hopefully... One of them will get on our show. Oh, and Abby. We'll reach out to Abby, too. Um, I, I I definitely... I DM'd Abby one time. I can't remember if she recognized it or not now. But I was helping her fix her record player. Because she, she was having some record player issues. Better with the record player than I am with the, the laptop. Anyway, we will see if we can get, if we can reach out to Abby and get her there. Thank you all so much for being here. I will see you in two hours on my main channel on Savvy Writes Books for a new video premiere. I will see you on, uh, tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow morning at eight. That's the same time where I will be eating some of this amazing chili. And also Gail will be on to talk about her music. And in the meantime, don't forget to support small businesses. Thank you all for being here. Have a great start to your week. Bye, friends.